Welcome back, everybody, to the second episode of the podcast, Cosmic. I'm Vlad here with... Artie. George. And Keith. We're back. People said we wouldn't come back, but we're back, and we are here to talk all things geek. We got a few big topics to talk about this week, so we're going to basically break them down into four things. So we have... The Moon Knight trailer, which we're going to talk about, which dropped earlier this week. We're going to talk about we're going to talk about <clears throat> what's the other one we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the Book of Boba Fett episode four. We will talk about Peacemaker, which is something that we didn't talk about last week. So we have four episodes to catch up on that. And lastly, we have some very small news coming out of the video gaming world. Where a, where a tiny company known as Microsoft ended up buying an even smaller company known as Activision Blizzard. And we have no idea what that potentially will do to the, to the market. So, uh, who, what, what company? Exactly. Who, who right. bought what? Exactly. So, with that, we're going to start off talking right about, we're going to talk about um, Moon Knight. So, I'm going to give it over to Artie so he can give us his first uh, impressions of the trailer. Yeah, so the, the trailer that dropped this week was really great and exciting news. Um, I don't think it revealed too much. Uh, I think we got a lot of teasers in there about what the show could potentially be about. Uh, we got different images of Moon Knight. We know it's going to be a psychological thriller. I think the show is charting you know, new territory. I think we discussed this a little bit elsewhere, talking about how the show is not really tied to any other Marvel franchise, right? And see, so you look at it, it's really not tied to anything the Avengers. It's the first um, MCEU Disney Plus show that really is not tethered to a previous, to the Avengers, really, right? All the other shows had either an Avengers character or a main, or a main theme tied to Avengers, really talking Hawkeye and Loki, right? Loki is the villain from the Avengers and looks like Kang is going to be an ongoing villain in the movie franchise's across a couple of movies at least. And we don't know, Moon Knight's not interacting with anybody that we know about. So I'm really interested to see how fans take to it and what Marvel plans to do with it, what Disney plans to do with it. Grow the, grow the Marvel universe a little bit, maybe. Um, the themes seem to be psychological, multiple personalities, horror. Is there some horror in there? Um, darker themes, I think, than we've seen in some of the Disney Plus shows, right? He seems to be a little more violent. Yeah. Um, I think the psychological themes alone, the mental, you know, the mental illness pieces of it could be interesting. And I think we're dealing with a new type a of character, a, a character who himself in the history of Marvel, since he appeared in the 70s, has been very schizophrenic. And you've had long lulls where he's either appeared, not appeared reappeared, had a relaunch, looking completely different, being a completely different character than he previously appeared. You know, sometimes he's tethered to myth, mystical, mythic powers, right? The Egyptians, god and goddesses. Sometimes he's just, you know, a crazy psychopath in a superhero costume with lots of money who beats up criminals. So, and in his first appearances, you know, um, really a mercenary for hire who would even attack, you know, whoever you paid him for. So it's really interesting to see where it goes. I'm excited. It's got a great cast. I think some of you have mentioned that before when we've talked. And I'm really interested to, to get it going. March what? March 3rd? March 30th, if I believe. March 30th? 
Yeah, it's it's a little later in the month. Holy smokes, man. Yeah. I don't know if I can hold out. I don't know if I can hold out. That's well, crazy. You have to, right? So just read some old comics yeah. if that's the case. George, what was your take on it? So I, I really enjoyed it. I Like I said, it was a very unsettling uh, teaser, which I think suits the series and what they're trying to go for. You know, it's introducing a, a different um, aspect of his personality to start off with. And they do give you a hint of, you know, the Mark Spector character, you know, through the phone call. Um, I think the way Guardians of the Galaxy has kind of introduced us to cosmic Marvel, um, I think this is going to introduce us to the horror Marvel. So it's, you know, and I think we were discussing earlier, like how you could bring, like Blade would be a good way, it would be a good introduction, probably won't happen. But, you know, considering where it's based, like Dane Whitman, because I think they're taking Black Knight into like a horror route, which is why they have him tied with Blade from the end of Eternals. So, sure, so yeah, and again, it's a great cast. When you say horror Marvel, I know we talked about this in the past. The, are you talking the 70s era horror or do you think yeah. maybe coming into yeah. the 90s when they were reintroducing the Ghost Rider? And I say, think it, it's probably would be a little bit of both because, you know, they had the Nightwalkers, I think was the name of that that one group with Blade and a bunch of other characters. Um, and again, you know, and then to, to maybe to touch on that, you know, not that it has anything to do with the show, but you know, you also have Sam Raimi, who's been known to direct horror doing Doctor Strange, and that's supposed to be having some horror elements as well. So, you know, you never know what they're doing. They, they you know, Marvel kind of introduces different parts of the universe when they do like in, new characters. So I think this is one way of doing that. Well, I am looking forward to it as well. I think, uh, like you said, it's going to be like an introduction into the horror universe of it. I still think it's a great, it's a great, it, it would be a great like introduction into like a defenders type of situation. Sure. I think they're bringing in a lot of characters that that would fall into. I think there'd be an awesome way to kind of get that coming together after like a few years of all these pieces coming in. And I think that's what I'm looking forward to seeing too, is how it will fit into the Marvel universe as a whole. Um, and like George said, they have a good cast. I'm looking forward to seeing who they introduce, like the, their usual secret character that pops in. Um, and then at the end to see like what where the teasers will te you know take us to the next part. So uh, I'm looking forward to excited now, Keith. When you say the heart, <laughs> the defenders, then I'm thinking of like the bare chested fire out of the pentagram, you know, son of Satan. So, yeah, <laughs> I mean, why not? They can but they have a whole right. Story. It opened look, look, I know we this is kind of like fan theory, fan fiction, you know, territory. But think about the characters you could really put in this. Gargoyle, mm -hmm. you know, Hellcat, even yeah. Nighthawk, for Christ's sakes. Oh, yeah. Well, wasn't there a Hulu series, The Son of Satan? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Right. And wasn't Hellcat introduced in Jessica Jones, or am I mistaken? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, no, no, Hellcat was introduced in Jessica Jones. You are so, right. You know, and if they're trying to tie in the Netflix universe into the MCU, right? I'm, yeah, I'm you know, wondering if, yeah, I'm wondering if they're trying to do sort of, uh, you know, it's a it's a dual sort of thing where they're trying to bring in the the horror elements and then also kind of the street elements. Yeah. Like, to, to to Keith's point about the defenders, obviously, you know, I think you're trying to build a street level t a street level group of individuals now, right? But mm -hmm. at the same time, 
you're trying to introduce that supernatural element because because the rumors are out that that there is going to be a werewolf at night one shot somewhere down the road and that's perfect for moon knight because that's, right? that's, that's, that's appearance. so you have blade you have the black knight coming which lends me to believe that i wouldn't i wouldn't i wouldn't be surprised if 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 uh, Ghost Rider doesn't show up somewhere around, you know, they're going to redo Ghostbusters. Uh, Ghostbusters, Ghost Rider somewhere around. Well, who's going to take him out? If Ghost Rider's riding around, you need to get the. Uh, I, I actually really enjoyed the trailer. Case okay? so I looked at it more as a as a horror type of thing. It yeah. really was. It yeah, had the elevator scene was great. The elevator scene was great. I've lost a contact. I love that, <laughs> and uh, I I also like that they're not focusing on mark specter they're focusing on i always get his his other alternate ego who's not even who's not even the exact they're they're taking pieces of 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 the lore and changing it around a little bit and i and it's it looks like at least for now it's taking place in london which leads me to believe that if there is a cameo it'll be it'll be uh john snow i mean dane whitman black knight (laughs) Uh, because they both work at walkers. Both, why not? You saw they both they work like at, they both yeah. work in, they both work in museums. Right. Right. And it's, and uh, something tells me he'll end up in New York by the end of this. There's no way I think he's, I don't know if he's going to, I don't know if it's been assumed that he's completely always going to be in London, but we'll see, because I think there's flashbacks to how he became Moon Knight and stuff of that sort. I, I think it's, to, to your point, Artie, I, I agree with you. It's a departure in the sense of it doesn't have anything tied back into any of the uh, Avengers in any way. So where is this going to go? And is I it tied into it's any an odd movie? character, right? Like, I mean, it's not an odd character. I just think think about Eternals, Shang-Chi, right? Who knows about these characters, right? To me, he's totally unknown territory to fan to MCU fans. Right. You know, Correct. Correct. I think. So it's going to be interesting to see what they play on. My, there's a couple of things I hope. I hope that the source material that they're using, and I say this because I'm a big fan of some of the creators that were very early on and then did different versions of him along the way, and probably some of his best books are compensated in some way through Marvel for it and not just in the credits. So, you know, like a Bill Sienkiewicz as an example. Right. Um, and I, I, I hope, and I hope that they're not afraid to tackle kind of the craziness that the character is. Like, he's nuts. He's freaking nuts. So he's not like Batman, right? Right. But everybody goes, he's just like Batman. He's fucking crazy. <laughs> I think it's just because he's a, the fact that he's a billionaire and he wears a cape and that, you know, but it's like you said, it's, you know, it's, it's like Batman. But if you take the craziness and take it up notches, it's, you know, it's actually and, no, it's no coincidence that, you know, the month begins with the Batman. Oh, really? March 4th. I didn't realize that. Yeah. March 4th is Batman uh, is, is um, Matt Reeves, Batman. And then, and then the month ends with Moon Knight. So well, because by the time Batman ends, because I think Batman's like 27 days long or something yeah. like that. Right? It's like, what is it, two hours and 56 minutes? Yeah. It's a yeah. Long, right. Yeah. I'm, I'm just Longest curious. Batman movie of all time. Yeah. I, I just, I'm, I'm super excited for it. I, I get, I don't know, like, I don't know anything what to think. Like, am I going to see, is he really a superhero? Is it all in his mind? You know? 
I, I'm curious to see how they're going to play on the yeah. themes throughout yeah. the different versions of him. And if we see in the trailers and some of the making of the early stuff in the Disney plus, you know, year, you know, preview, we're going to see him as different versions of himself. Right. Yeah. Is that really him being different versions of himself in different costumes? Like you Have said, they really, they've, they've, sorry, George, go ahead. Oh no. I'm just like you were saying, he has such a complicated history over the years. They could, they could pick and choose every part of it. And every the best parts of like every you know aspect of that character throughout the years, and kind of utilize it through this you know the series. Yeah, I'm curious to see. They were saying like I saw some thoughts on it, and they were saying like um, you know that if, those are the gods. Like he's seeing them, and they're approaching him, right? And he's the he's the avatar of Kanchu, and because he's going to be facing off against somebody who's been who's an avatar of the evil. God. Yeah. I'm just curious to see just to see where it goes and I'm willing to go for the ride. It just looks like it's going to be fun. And I have such faith in the uh, Disney Plus shows. They can do no wrong. I mean, they would have to really shit the bed for me to really not enjoy something that they're doing. Every show they've done thematically a little different, different sets of characters. More consistent, more consistent. I think they're more consistent right now than the films that have come out last year. To be honest with you, I mean, what I mean consistent is the quality is the quality is higher. You've gotten, and I think maybe that's me because I I like it having time to invest in a movie. I mean, in a show, and if you know, depending on the show, if it's six hours of a show or eight hours of a show, depending on the length of it, I think it's great. I think it's 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 awesome like that. Well, you know, you could argue that Eternals was a, was a well. Show I wanted to ask that. you that something regarding that him being a character who's largely unknown to you, Vlad. Do you have any preconceived ideas or expectations from the show? Other than a reservation. I don't have a reservation. Yeah, really, that's you know, I probably think the right I, word. I don't, I mean, you know, if you're coming into it like somebody who's not fully aware of the character, it's like Marvel's answer to DC's Batman. It's not the case. I know that. I know. And I've read I've read a number of issues. I'm not steeped in, in the lore of, of Moon Knight because I know he's been rebooted a number of times. And there's some very definitive stories that have come out, runs that have come out in the last five or six years as well. But um, but I'm willing to give it a try because for a number of reasons, obviously, I, I do believe that Disney Plus is I think they're doing a great job with the shows for the most part. Uh, the pedigree of the actors that are on the show, both, I think, Oscar Isaac and I, I, I you can say whatever you want. Ethan Hawke is. I think Ethan Hawke is a great, great villain in this particular case. I know that it's been unfortunate that it was in the news this week that um, the French gentleman who died in a ski accident was playing a primary character. Apparently, he's supposed to be Midnight Man. Okay. Yeah. And so I don't know what that that potentially will affect um, other seasons because... I don't know if his arc was completed in this season or not, but I think it's sad because you're getting you're getting... You're getting that, but I'm I'm all on this because I think this is an interesting this is a kind of an interesting type of a character. I do like that it could potentially lead to other things and to other groups that you know I I see the dots right now. You know yeah. I see the dots to I see the dots to Blade. I see the dots to Black Knight. I even see the dots to 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 Daredevil right because I'm thinking historically Moon Knight is somebody that's in New York City street level you got matt murdoch 
there you go. And, you know, and Matt Murdock and him have interacted in the comics. So it'll be interesting. I think I'm excited for it. I really am. I think it's. You forgot one other actress that's in this show. Who's in the, who else is in it? Emily Van Camp. Is Emily Van Camp in it? Has she been announced? That's, that's interesting. I did not know that. So the power broker is going to be in Moon Knight. Interesting. That's actually interesting. Uh, uh, we're going to switch gears now. We're going to go over to, to talk to our favorite. <clears throat> he's not a bounty hunter anymore. He's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's a benevolent crime boss. So let's talk about episode he's four a of, <laughs> and Rancor, uh, he, future Rancor writer, right? So <laughs> let's talk about our good old friend, Boba Fett. Keith, what did you think of episode four? Um, I like it. Like, I think overall, overall, I like it. I'm enjoying it. It's fun. Uh, I, I'd laugh though because uh, that whole scene with Boba Fett and uh, Fen, Fen was it Fennec Fennec yeah, yeah. Uh, where he's talking about oh you know I, I'm tired of us getting you know killed in this by by these guys who aren't smart and what does he do he puts his ship right down into the Sarlacc pit <laughs> I, I you know Boba you got mixed messages there man yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. but uh, overall I mean again. A lot of fun. I like I like the flashbacks a lot. I'm enjoying like seeing how they're building up and how he you know, he rescued Fennec, and and now you know I'm sure we'll see the Mandalorian at some point or or some aspect yeah, of it. I, I, yeah. So I'm excited for that. And like I said, I mean, again, you know, I'm not like this is the best, but it's it's enjoyable, and I'm enjoying the ride. So, George. Okay, so two things. Um, the first bla- I'm going to say one thing that's kind of maybe blasphemous. But every episode that's not directed by Robert Rodriguez has been the better episode. Yeah, I'll go with that too. I think, I think in terms of the way the action scenes are done, in terms of, you know, like I just think it's they're more enjoyable. That's right. been my feeling so far, because I think this one was done by, I forgot who the director was, so forgive me. And to touch on Keith's point, the one I, I enjoyed the episode a lot. I thought it was a lot of fun. Is it is it Mandalorian level? No. Is it better than the the the, the Skywalker trilogy thing? Yes, it's fun. It's Star Wars. That's Skywalker you know trilogy, like the, which which Skywalker trilogy? The, the Rise of Skywalker shit. Okay, okay. That, I just wanted to make that, sure. that, not even that. Boy, that you guys cannot go. A, a, anytime you mention Star Wars, you got to say how much you dislike that. I mean, you sound well, like anyway. broken record to two of you. It's, it was bad. Anyway, to touch on Keith's point, that the one thing that bothered me about the episode was the fact that he didn't remember that he got he was he, his armor is not in the Sarlacc. I thought that was a weird thing because like he he flashed back to getting spit out, right? Like did he not remember that he had the armor? <laughs> but other than that little quibble, it was weird. What was your take on it? My, not, I enjoyed it thoroughly. I think we're in the last episodes of them building to something. Like, we already know where it's going, right? I think this episode was the origin story for how we met Fennec and how they decided to stay together and why. Um, and, and also, as you went from the flashbacks and how he saved her and how he built trust with her and this like and, and this and that. And they go on a mini adventure to get slave one. Are we calling it slave one anymore? 
Not according I, to Disney. It's just his ship and it's female. That's right. No, they had a name for it. The Firefly. The what? I forgot. Fire, what they, Fire did, they, did they name the, the ship? Fire Sprite or something? Yeah. Named it. yeah, it wasn't the name. It's the type of ship. Okay. Oh yeah, but I think I think they might play up to the fact that he doesn't want to be he may change the name because he doesn't want to be considered a slave. So all right, but either way, Disney's trying to wait. They didn't mention it once a slave one during the, the thing, but no, just so they, they went and they got it. Um, then they went to retrieve his armor, so they showed all that. Um, but what I mean by the last of the building towards whatever the action, real action part of the show is going to be about, establishing him as the crime lord of the of Tatooine or Mos Espa or Mos Eisley or wherever is, you know, he had the meeting with the families of Mos Espa to talk about getting together to fight the Pike syndicate. And I think it was a very interesting turn of events. They decided not to go with him. He put together a little gang that doesn't seem hardly enough to fight any crime syndicate anywhere, particularly with his now level of skill and ferocity. Although he's um, fully healed now. He's fully so healed. He no longer but needs the belt. The only one I have, I have any faith in that he's met so far is the Rancor and Fennec. What about, what about Black Francis? Nah, what was he going to do? Growl and, and yell at people? And Why? He took a bunch of teenagers on, the, on, on the, the Fandoshans, though. Yeah, <laughs> but what was interesting to me is that I think they're playing up towards the part that he has to go face these, this syndicate and possibly a double cross by these other people that said they're going to remain neutral. Oh my God, that is gonna, telegraphed. It's yeah, it's telegraphed, telegraphed. Right, of course. So who is he going to get? And to me, that's the most interesting part. Now that we're getting in the last, what, three episodes? Three episodes, right. So he's got to introduce, he's got to get beat, right? That's what's got to happen, right? He's going to get beat. Then he's going to have to regroup. And in comes, you know, I think, you know, you got, we, we heard the music at the end, so we think it's going to be the Mandalorian. I think obviously he's going to have an appearance, but I think what we're going to get us old school fans is we're going to get um, the original six bounty hunters from Empire. Dengar. Yeah, I, I, listen. I don't care what anybody says. If I see Dengar, I will freak out. If I see Dengar, Boss, um, IG eighty eight, four Duckus and four Duckus. I will freak out. I, I will. You don't know. That would make me so happy. Because to me, it's not. You have an you know, a lot of us talk about using what was in the original trilogy and it being bad. That to me wouldn't be bad. That's not throwing out or retconning anything. These guys are bounty hunters in the universe. They have history with Boba. Maybe Boba could pull a, in but, but he's a self-admittedly not a bounty hunter anymore. Yeah, but he hire them. To make it better, right? What did he say to Fennec? Well, hired him to make it better. I think uh, so. My take on it is a little bit different than yours. I don't dislike the show, but I do feel that it's been a little inconsistent in tone for the over the last. And it's it's definitely not the Mandalorian by any by any stretch of the imagination. It's not the Mandalorian. My problem here is I think you have the we've talked about this before. There's the expectation of who the character is. There's the character is not mysterious anymore. The character is. You know, you know exactly who he He's is. He's an embarrassment. Well, I hate to say it. Listen. All right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But here's the deal. 
<laughs> to, to, Keith's point, to Keith's point, to Keith's point and everything, there are moments in this last episode yeah, that's what that, I mean, are, that are freaking ridiculous. It's like Wiley Coyote. Yeah, well, that part with the like Wiley him putting the slave one down on top of Sarlacc. That's like, you know, it's it just a super genius on the side of yeah, slave but that one. wasn't nearly as bad as the other scene where he's chasing, chasing the, the, the thing, robot chasing the thing. And I'm sorry. I know that you're you're giving it a moment for Fennec to shine and Fennec shines throughout every scene she's in in that. He's the only competent person on the she's show. Competent. She's completely competent. You have Bumblefet. You have Bumblefet who can't use a ship. He's putting the thing in, you know, in the it's like he, he can't catch a little <laughs> robot. That was like a scene out of like a ratatouille. Right. And I'm sitting there watching it. And then again, let's go back to the logic of this. Not to this episode. I'm sorry, but let's go back to the previous episode. You have this entire fortress and you have a nine foot tall Wookiee that just walks in through the whole thing yeah. right up into so your I, back I think, to pit. So what I the think hell? what we have to say is, although all these things happen and it's silly and it's stupid, I'm still enjoying it. Yeah, I mean, but I'm enjoying it, but, no I, done, but, it's, but wait, it's childish. What, what I've done in my head is it 70 Star Wars? No, not silly and childish. It's more I mean, like it's more so you remember a kind of Jedi and where we saw like the droids, Ewoks and it's droids kind of, and Ewoks, yeah. it's droids and Ewoks. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's it's like that. It's like it's a little bit. It's it's Star Wars adjacent. It's a New Hope adjacent. In a New Hope, you yeah. had nothing that silly. Well, it's Nothing. almost like special edition. It's like special edition. Even it's Luke like getting blasted in the butt with the blast helmet on with the lightsaber is nothing like literally Boba Fett. So let's stop for a it's second. Jar Jar stepping in poodoo. Yeah, no, I have no, to. No, it's not that bad. Let's, let's have to go back to this. That's hyperbole. We touched on it. It's pretty close. We have to touch on this. We touched on this last episode. What is Boba Fett in Star Wars lore? The baddest. Bounty hunter of all time. So wait, I have an issue with that. And and this has to do with an article I saw a couple of days ago. And I was like, I'm not even going to bother. Where the headline was, uh, you know, the series of uh, the book of Boba Fett is taking a cool character and ruining him. And he's not cool. If you look at the original trilogy, there's nothing cool about oh, him. We all agree cool armor. We agree cool armor. Cool voice. He doesn't do shit. We'll talk. No, the figure, the prototype yeah, we'll figure about that, that didn't a, come out. That could cool, shoot, did more damage to children than he did in the entire <laughs> trilogy. Well, it never, they never released it with the rocket but, launch. Because like, they because realized he was too dangerous. So Galactica. But there's lore that exists about him. There's lore that exists, a mystique that exists outside of that, that people have. And that's what they're trying to make him. I agree with you. He got he knocked out. Cool he got knocked out of a battle special. by a it's blind like you guy. Took, yeah, he's exactly. only cool in the holiday special. After that, it was just but like. What it, was it? Else, he was he cool? And the coolest thing he did was he nodded. He nodded to who was it? He nodded to three PO and R two. No, to to Lando, to yeah. Chewie when in in Jabba's palace. He does nothing cool. He just he had the coolest Luke. helmet on the block. What line did he, he have an empire? What if he doesn't survive? He's a lot. Yeah. What if he doesn't survive? He's 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 worth a lot to me. Uh, uh, well, what's Vader's response? Goes the the empire. Let me not alter it anymore. No, no, right? no, no. That's the that's the that's, that's the, the that's Lando. The, that's the Lando. Okay. But no, I 
Look, and in the special edition, when he hits on the one dancer, that's really he hits cool. on the one dancer, and then you threw them back into what was it well, special I wanna, edition? I want to get walks he by. Has a mystique and a cachet that was never seen. You're right in the original trilogy, hundred percent. But he has it in the to the to to this fandom that loves. Well, him. Th- but but there was never true canon for no, hundred percent. I'm with you, hundred percent. Look, the stuff in the comic book was more interesting, right? In this, in the Mar- in the early Marvel comic book, so he, we get to the book of Boba Fett, right? Coming off of Mandalorian, where he's taking out ships and people, and, and right, and here, literally, Vlad just takes this for as an example. He's the baddest bounty hunter. Fennec even says it, right? He's the baddest bounty hunter of all time. A rat catcher droid confounds him completely. Found him completely. <laughs> There's that was like the moment back from that. And then you go from that to the scene where Slave One takes out takes out all the bikers, right? Which was hilarious. Which, which is great, scene, actually. Which is great. Which is. Which I really is, felt that scene was a powerful scene. That was a powerful scene, but then but really you go to Wiley Coyote. Because here's the other thing: you go to Wiley Coyote over the Sarlacc pit, right? So you have the fan service, which don't is press my plus, button, Vlad. The, my problem with it is like, and I don't know. Again, I'm watching it going. Did the slave one actually go into the Sarlacc pit? Because it's too big to go into the Sarlacc pit. Be careful. Be careful what? You're going to crack the glass on the sand? Where are you going? What are you doing? Yeah. Oh, it's a- you know, now it sounds like we don't like it. But I, but, but it's, my but it's, view of the show is the mind. Some yeah. of this stuff boggles I, the I know mind. it does. I started looking at it from the angle that it's not even as MA-14 as The Mandalorian. Well, it's, well, yeah, okay. It's right. like a, it's like well, a, no, it's PG. No, wait a second, it's Black Grzanson, Grzanson, whatever his name is, you know, he did rip a guy's arm off. Rip guy's arm off. Oh, that so did Ben scene, Kenobi like, in Star Wars. Right, but there was blood in that scene too. And if you remember that, yeah. was, that shouldn't be canon anymore. But I, I, I think it's um. Yeah, right. I, I look. Let's see where it goes. I'm excited to see who shows up. Uh, uh. I, I already, I, it, it'll be interesting to see if the other bounty hunters do show up. I don't know if they will or if they won't. I'm I trying to understand be. what the end game is. You know, obviously the pipe. So the end game is for him to be who he's supposed to be. Who this I'm version of him? I think I don't know if we talked about it last week, but I'm wondering if the Crimson Dawn's involved. I think the Crimson Dawn is involved, and I think that you're going to get you're going to get. Uh, uh, I think Darth Amelia Maul? Clark. Um, no, Amelia Clark. No, because I think they want to do a show with her. And I well, I, she's definitely in Secret Invasion on Disney Plus. So don't be surprised if she shows up in this. Uh, Maul's dead already. Maul's dead okay. as of Rebels. Kissy's died. He's died at this point. Um, you know they may pull a they may pull a, um, a a seismic level a seismic level cameo. There's rumors about that. We'll see. Uh, I don't want to give anything away, but there's stuff out there. The rumor. What's the rumor? To come over and help him. Uh, What's the rumor? You want to know? There's the, that Han Solo potentially mm-hmm. is going to show up. Uh, what? A de-aged. A de-aged Harrison Ford. That to me is like okay. I, I just hope to what I I I I'm sorry that you I'm sorry that you took you know I forgive you that you took me to Jabba Frozen. What? I, I just I don't, don't see how that would work. That's you know, too I, much. Of, I understand uh, the Mandalorian uh, showing up because if you think about sort of the the beats. The beats in the Mandalorian, because Fennec is with the Mandalorian. Remember, Boba Fett and Fennec show up to help him 
get on the ship, right? And Boba leaves. So there's got to be something that happens story-wise between the book of Boba Fett and what happens in the Mandalorian where they go off planet. Why do they go off planet again? So we haven't seen the impetus of that. I, I, I'm going to say this now that you said it like that. And again, we're in fan territory here. That's just a theory. I would be very upset with that. And I mean, not upset. That's the wrong. Oh, word. you're talking about upset about Harrison Ford. I don't want to see Harrison Ford. I just don't think, I don't think, I think there's he doesn't smarter. serve a story beat. He doesn't, I mean, it doesn't serve it. Luke's Luke service yeah. served. Yeah, 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 he did. You know, I mean, you would have been fine with, you know, with Ezra Bridger or something. Right, right. But Han does not, you know. Correct, you're right. Leave uh, it alone. So, we got the best thing we could get. I just don't think, I don't think. We, I, I don't want to see any of them, though. To do that. George, the, what I'm trying to say is they, they gave me something in The Mandalorian penultimate episode that I could not have expected that as a fan made me so happy and satisfied. Yeah. They, they, don't touch anything else. Leave it alone, man. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm with you. I don't need to see Han Solo come in with the Millennium Falcon and do 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 freaking the I don't know what Burns Why would you help Boba Fett though? It just makes no sense story wise unless no this sense. is a JJ Abrams production, sense. which it's not. Just leave leave, leave Leia, leave leave Chewbacca, leave C-3PO, leave R2, and leave... Look, I have no problem and, them starting to expand and bring somebody, bring Kira in from, from Solo, bring... bring yeah, the expanded Mario. universe people, they can all take them, do whatever you want with those pieces of crap characters. I don't care. <laughs> I, I don't care. Nobody cares. Okay. Leave okay, the we, original we got you. So characters wait, Do you alone. care? Do you, actually huh? really, do you actually really care or not? Because you're you're a little you're a little adamant about it, so I just no. Because sure. I'm adamant about it is because they're look. I don't want to be one of those fans that say, "Hey, look, we can't change things or take chances." We should do that, but we should do it where it's appropriate, not to do it just to shove a character in. I believe, like whatever whatever Favreau and Filoni are doing in terms of sort of building out this universe. I don't now, think Filoni's involved in this, by the way. Oh, maybe he's not. It's Favreau. You're right. Favreau's more involved in this. It's Favreau and Rodriguez, right? You're absolutely yeah. right. So Favreau, if the idea is that they're kind of expanding this entire universe with all these characters, that's fine. Use those characters. Don't go back to don't go back to that well. Let's 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 yeah, leave that's that, what I mean. that I, let's I'm, leave that I, well alone. And that's why I'm liking the show. You got Fennec, they're using some of the expanded universe characters and bringing them in. That's what you should be doing. And it's not messing with that the legacy of the original trilogy let that sleep for a while let the fans enjoy what we got make something new new territory and make it bigger make the oh, start you know, there's, there's a couple of things here you have to realize that there is also marketing and making money for star wars star wars is not marvel oh. star star wars whether you like to admit it or not has taken its own hits over the last few years and they need and the mandalorian is the biggest thing that they have right now so they it's, know what they're doing that, that yeah yeah, and and, and they so have to sort of look to see what they're going to do there. You know, there's other IPs that they're doing within Star Wars. You know, the video games that they're doing and all of these things. Obi Wan. Uh, Obi Wan is a big one. Again, mm. uh, I, we can go off on a huge tangent about Obi Wan. It's <laughs> hinging on one thing for me, and we'll talk about it. Thank you. Just brought up a subject that we'll talk about next week. But yeah, Obi Wan is a big one. 
When's that show start? They have it's this year. They just haven't said you have Obi Wan, you have Andor, and what's going to happen? Darth Vader and the armor going to come leaping into panel and slicing people up with his uh, dual lightsabers. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it because now we got we got to switch gears. We do have to switch gears over to uh, Peacemaker, um, and I'll I'll take the first. I'll take the first uh, stab at it, which is basically look. I'm enjoying Peacemaker for what it is. I'm not comparing it to anything. On the MC, on the MCU side, it is funny. It's stupid. It's irreverent. I like John Cena in the role. He's a bumbling idiot. Um, it's funny. It's look. I enjoyed the Suicide Squad. Again, my problem with my problem with anything, even as good as much as I enjoyed the Suicide Squad, I don't understand what the purpose of what the purpose. Of, what the the DCEU is right now, I don't know. I don't understand it and how it fits in. It, it's weird where all they don't even know what in. they're doing. With they don't it. even know what they're doing. Right. So I enjoy it for what it is. You know, I enjoy the meta humor when they'll throw in when they'll reference Batmite or they'll reference Batman, lad, whatever, whatever. All these characters that they, they I, I enjoy that. I do. Um, I think part of why I'm enjoying it is because, and I think Artie, you're gonna you're gonna speak to this, is that I kind of put it into its place that this is I enjoy it for what it is. I'm not, I don't have high hopes that it's gonna build out some bigger universe, you know that sort of a thing. And it's 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 stupid fun, it's it's dead it's Deadpoolish in in many ways. I get it, and it's fun, and it's like. Do you care about the characters? I mean, I care about the fact that what I do like is the writing that they're trying to establish character development with some of these characters. I do. I do enjoy that aspect of it. I don't understand it with the sheer reverence of the show. And then they play like on these, like the last episode in the fourth episode where they do like the kind of the flashback peacemaker and he's crying on his floor. It's fun that he's clutching his album collection. Like to me, that's the best part, but I don't understand if I'm supposed to give a shit or not. I don't. All I want to see is Amber and Evan or whatever their names are get into an argument for 30 seconds on screen. That to me is the best part of the show. It's, what it's, does that say about the show if that's the best part? Like these two it, minor It tells characters. me that inside <laughs> each episode, there's these little fun things that happen that to me, I can watch it and just enjoy those things and then step out and not give a damn. If they do another season, if they do another episode, I watch something that made me giggle and made me laugh or made me go, oh, that was cool. Like the stuff with Vigilante. Whenever Vigilante is on screen, to me, that's like the best part of the episode besides Amber and Evan. You know, I I really enjoy it. I really enjoy that part. I, I hate I didn't enjoy the first three episodes. I, I sort of enjoyed the fourth episode. I, I just think it's 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 gun, you know, going back to his trauma roots a little bit, where he's kind of flailing around with the irreverence. I just think it's slapdash. The, the tone is all over the place. It's kind of like like a really bad 80s Hong Kong movie where it'll be funny, ultra-violent, and then like some really sappy family drama shit. And Sometimes it could be fun, but I think in this case, it's just not hitting for me. I don't like the way, I mean, like Vigilante is a little bit, I don't know, I just don't, I mean, the character's okay, 
but you know to go from the vigilante you know again you you have to disassociate the vigilante in this from the comic book and peacemaker and everybody else except for waller but the thing is, yeah, but the thing is, Peacemaker is even different how he, from how he was in Suicide Squad. Like, his character is not consistent episode to episode. Yeah, he's a killer. Episode to episode, I think it is. They're trying to recuperate him. He has to do, you know, like the one thing he's good at is killing, right? He didn't not, mind not, the entire not. people in Suicide Squad. Right. No, in Suicide Squad, he was. That's the difference. That's the difference, right? Is it that it's just, he lost it's like Mojo? It's, did he lose? Hey, I don't know. Master is tough. I don't think so. I think what they're doing is his character is malleable enough that they're changing it to, to suit the story. You know how we talk about how characters are dumb for the sake of plot. Mm-hmm. His his character is all over the place for the sake of the plot. But you don't think it plays to John Cena's strengths too? John well, Cena, I, yeah. John Cena, but you see the thing is John Cena. It's going to sound weird. He's a good actor. But you could say, you know, like you could look at The Rock. You could look at Bautista. These are guys that could juggle all sorts of, you know, pathos or comedy. It's from, you know, all that, that wrestling background, right? So, he, you know, him being good in the role is fine, but his character is just wildly all over the map that you don't know what the fuck you're going to get. Well, I think that's and to in, me that's, that kind of detracts from the show. That, well, that's exactly it. It's it's part of the, the problem is the show itself. It's like and and the DC universe and and everything else. I don't I don't uh, I don't envy Gunn in, in what he has to do with this, but I think he's trying to do the best that he can with it because what what are they telling? Where, where is he going with it? He, I mean, what is this whole part of it? I mean, what is it? It's just a show in itself. So I think he's having fun with it, and I have fun with it. But yeah, to me, it's almost like I watch it. I'm like, okay. Yeah, that, well, let me challenge it's that. fast food. It's, let me it's, yeah. it's fast food. It's basically something you 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 you're not invested in it that long term. No, but I'll challenge that a little bit. I think Gunn is doing exactly McDonald's. I think Gunn. I'm, I'm, I'm not happy about it when I'm on the toilet. You know, and my ass is burning. <laughs> you're right. You're right, George. That, but, no, 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 George. Uh, Artie, yes, Gunn is doing a great job. Don't get me. No, wrong. he's doing what he wants to do. I don't think he's not. He's being told to do. He's doing the show that he wants to do. No matter what, but again, when you take that, and here's the thing: at the end of the day, again, not to compare to Marvel, but Marvel, look, here's the thing: Marvel's successful because they basically have a formula that they follow. I mean, case in point, Edgar Wright leaving Ant Man because he had a vision, right? He well, that that that's a different thing, though, because that's when Marvel had the the story committee, right? And they, still- you know, once once once. Feige, I'm probably saying his name incorrectly for like the nine millionth time, but once he managed to get rid of that story committee, you saw what happened. Then all of a sudden, you know, they became more directors' movies okay. for the most part, even Eternals. But I still think I still think that they have a plan. Here they didn't they have DC, a plan. But they, I don't think DC has a plan because as great as as like. Because when Suicide Squad came out, everybody said, wow, this is probably one of the best DCEU movies. Okay, that's not saying a lot. It's no, James but, Gunn. It's the same guy who did. But Dick I think Gunn for the show has a plan for the show. Look, but, but, okay, I, I don't and that's it. Just take it for the show. But here's I'll be honest with you. My I'm a little confused. You know, you know. I'm not invested in the butterfly situation. Yeah, at all. I could give two. Crap. I'm a little confused about. I'll be honest with you. I 
maybe it's me. I'm a little confused with what Waller is doing with her daughter and what's counterintuitive to what the other group is, you know, the group that he's with. Are yeah, doing. I, I'm a little confused about that. See, like, my thing is I don't care about any of that. All I, I care about is – I just want to see stupidity. I, I want to see stupidity. I just want to, yeah, I just want to see that fight between Judo Master and Peacemaker. <laughs> the fight where, you know, I think the one of the funniest music. scenes is when, when he's ripping on – when remember the scene when they're – when he's – when they're, it's the second or third episode when 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 Peacemaker starts pointing the finger at uh, at Economos and saying like you know that whole big thing about him getting getting his dick sucked for the first time is that why he could he could actually you know give away the plot or give away you know uh, betray them I thought that whole bit and then he does like Economos's voice that was ridiculous I thought that was funny to me that was funny I mean. But it's see, like that's like a small snippet, small and then snippet. then you deal with it like twenty minutes of just like what the fuck am I looking at? Stupid right. to get to one little nugget of. I, I, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. I mean, it's, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not pedigree stuff. It's it's fine. It's, it's not. Just, but it doesn't like not again. Like I always say, it doesn't have to be pedigree stuff. But I just feel like it's so all over the map. It's like you're supposed to like you know like. They, you're supposed to feel pathos for, you know, Peacemaker at the end where he thinks when he remembers what happened to his brother that that he probably killed him. Well, I'm, you know, I'm it's sure like, you're supposed to laugh at him moment. and in agony on the floor, clutching his 1980s. That's what I mean. Air it's like, chance he could get to play faster, Pussycat's House of Pain, and yeah, <laughs> to me, is, but it's that's just why like, great. But you know, it's just like. Oh, oh! Here's this tragic backstory, and then you're just like, "Did you catch him doing yeah, who cares? actual dance? He's doing a little bit of an." Who cares about his daddy issues? You know, right. but that's the thing. It's just like it's just like they're trying to be like deadly serious, Are and it's just be- like it's not working. Yeah, I mean well, that I, ending. I don't part know if it. I. I don't know if I would take it to be. I. I, 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 I think- take it to be sort of more Deadpoolish. I think it's. it's I, don't, I, I think that the last five minutes was not. I think it was trying to like try to get you to sympathize with. But I think it's of, trying to do it over overly overly dramatic. I don't think it's I trying just, to. But do again, it. that goes back to the Hong Kong movies where there's just like, I don't know. And then he's gonna like jerk off into like the the butterfly jar or something. <laughs> well, well, that could happen. The that could happen. Well, you, I mean, him using the bong, he, he, that could bong and, and well, what's the last scene you see? The last scene is you see what's his name? His boss turns out to be a butterfly. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see where that all goes. I, so it's another, you know what it is? It's another, it's another Captain Marvel flip with the scrolls again, where the scroll, you know, the butterflies are the good guys. That's what it is again. The butterflies are. So if somebody would say, can I recommend it to you? Right. This is what I would say. You got to be ready for a show that is, absolutely nuts and crazy and doesn't is i can't say it's good but i could say i'm having fun right laughing at the scenes i laugh at like i swear to god when those that couple is being interrogated and she grabs <laughs> and, and you're right it's only 30 seconds it's 30 seconds of a 42 minute episode and, and they start yelling across the walls and she's like oh he's cute can i take this this is to me this shit is funny Okay, so let's talk about this. You have Peacemaker, you have Vigilante, you have Mern, you have Economos, you have um, Abadayo, and you have... Oh, yeah, um, right, right. Yeah, right, right. Um, what's her name? 
Uh, I uh, Waller's Waller's daughter, right? Harcourt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah Abadat. Harcourt. Harcourt. She's Harcourt. his handler. His yeah. handler, right? Yeah, yeah. You, you have all these characters, and all you focus on is that couple. <laughs> but, it's but that's what I was saying. I can't say it's good. Only Robert Patrick, who's probably the only good actor who's been good in the series. I, I, well, 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 well. In all fairness. And Artie, Artie's mentioned this to me, and I agree with him. Vigilante scene in in the in the in the in the um, in the in the prison in this last episode where he goes off on the white supremacist white supremacists at the table is fucking great. It's it's it's, but it's it, awesome. to me that's just like it seems like a standard issue. And like, easy, you know, I know it's easy. Racist scene, and it's, it's easy. A- I got it, but it was still good. A good dialogue. It's a good I mean, dialogue. I mean, some of it is written well. Look, it's not perfect. It's not perfect it's, by just, any. It's not that it, it just, it's, I don't know. I, I just feel like it's kind of just like there. Okay. And I'm wasting, I'm, the only reason I'm watching it is like so I could diss it on this podcast. Now you sound like Vlad talking about the Eternals now. Right. I, well, but so, the thing is, though, I'm more passionate in my hatred for this thing than he was. His I Eternals. see that. No, yeah, he was was more like he hated the Eternals more in uh, in Signal, and then he comes on this. He's like, it's not that I don't like it. I hope Eagerly shits on your car tomorrow. Yeah, well, Eagerly is the best character in that show. Eagerly is the best character on the show. And and also, aren't they telegraphing the fact that who is it, the karate dude, is going to join the team? Because if you watch the dance number, the dance number is basically showing you, like, you know, that's what I think. So we'll see. Judo master. <laughs> is it judo master? Is that who he is? Yeah. That's yeah. Okay. All right. With that, we're going to switch gears and we're going to go move over to uh, the big news in the video gaming industry this week, which was basically that Microsoft ended up buying Activision Blizzard, uh, which is essentially Microsoft building its own private death star of gaming, gaming monopoly gaming content you know I well know that- only if they make those games only xbox exclusive oh i'm sure they're and gonna do so better exclusive. i want I, I want them to put sony to bed i i hate sony you know i don't play other games right but you don't play any games but i don't like sony ever since playstation 2 uh, PlayStation, PlayStation, 3. PlayStation 3 when they, <laughs> they had the Blu-ray and all this and they you, they forced you to buy it and or they made it $100 more like whoa it's exclusive we got a Blu-ray in this motherfucker you know they can go to hell you know Denny, Destiny was a Sony exclusive for a while it was a Sony exclusive yeah it was it was it was I, I'm just glad I'm, I'm, I prefer Xbox I'm just happy maybe I'll play Call of Duty again what does that have anything to do with you're still gonna be able to play it now? I know I'm getting a like diamond comic vibe, like uh, for video games. Like they I think it's gonna be beneficial for gamers in the beginning. Like I think we'll see a benefit for it, but I think down the road it could really get a little it can get a little worrisome. I think one of the issues that people have is the antitrust potential. Like if you end up having two big companies out there and that 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 have all the AAA titles, right? And I've seen this out like, I, I, this is not, I've seen it from different uh, websites and different videos, but I, I, I tend to agree that they can control the market. So if all of a sudden you, you know, uh, Sony puts out God of War and then, you know, Microsoft puts out, I don't know, uh, Call of Duty, they can turn around and say, you know what? You know, we're the only companies putting out AAA titles. We're going we're gonna to put them at $200 a pop. 
That's, what's the difference, Vlad? It's you know, let me, the difference. Is, wait a second. You know, look. The, the, the price of consoles, the the price of games, the pay as you go for content model that they've been doing over the last four to six years. Ever since, like, it's right. you know, to me, it's up to us to move away. We're going to pay no matter what it is. Well, I think well, the software but, is a serve. I mean, the like Game Pass Ultimate right now is 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 the gold standard above above anything because I think you're getting amazing content. You're not getting everything, but you're definitely getting your bang for your buck for a lot of games. Like, look, I w- I don't want to spend money on Gears of War. That's just an example. I can now, if I want to play Gears of War, I can Halo. I didn't need to spend money on because I have I I I have Game Pass. So it's a win. It's like you you save money on a lot of these titles, you know, and you're paying for them as almost like a subscription. I mean, think about it. It's the same idea of what happened with, with iTunes and Spotify and all this. Netflix, on, everything. Well, well, I'm talking, um, well, Netflix, you're not getting, you're not getting the studios. You're not getting like a movie. Well, day and day to release that it comes out. Yeah. You know, I'm talking about something like that. You're getting whatever Netflix has. But I I'm just think, about, right. I, I just think, well, I'll play devil's advocate. The one thing that's, that Sony's had over Microsoft the past few years is that they've had studios releasing games for them. Right. Cool you know. Yeah. Right. You know, so I think this is a way for Microsoft to kind of get studios to create content for them. And, you know, the thing that was interesting was, like, they were talking about how, like, resurrecting the old IPs that Activision just kind of pushed off to the side over absolutely, the years. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, and it, what will it mean down the road? I don't know. We don't know if they're going to make like a lot of these things just Xbox exclusives. They're not really saying. Not just Xbox. I just, have to throw I just think that well. the one thing that's really interesting for me is what are they going to do about the, the, the culture change at Activision Blizzard with... I think that's a big... That's yeah, going. that's what I'm interested in. I think they'll clean it up, to be honest with oh, you. Oh, they'll definitely clean it up. I mean, right now, they're not saying anything, you know, they're because they can't really say anything until they take full control. But I think that will probably be the most important step that Microsoft will have to take first. They should fire anybody who posts on a subreddit or a 4chan. Well, I think you know they have big. They Just have anybody, IPs. right I mean, off the bat. Think, right off the bat, they have to they have to think about you know Diablo Four is a big one for them, right? That's that's yep. going to be coming out. Does this mean that World of Warcraft comes over to Xbox? Comes over to Xbox. You know, IPs that have been apparently Activision is kind of pushed to the side, such as like Starcraft Three, Starcraft, Starcraft Three. Stuff right. like this where they, you know, because, you know, the culture there was just make all the money you can. And it, you kind of started seeing it permeate into Blizzard because Blizzard's track record was excellent. I mean, yep. I'm talking the games they were putting out were great. I mean, even you can argue yay or nay about how Destiny fared under Activision. OK, you could. Who's you could, better? Who's better? Don't they even get started. Destiny. had money to. Push out content. You, yes. Not only that, Bungie just sucks. They're liars, cheats, trying to steal everybody's money. You know, they can't put out. It. You, know, you never know if system. Microsoft Microsoft could buy up Bungie again. They should buy up Bungie and then fire everybody. Put them in the street because they're working so hard from home during COVID. This is a continuation of our Destiny Two conversation. Oh, the they're the most 
two-faced company that cares about their community. Oh, we care about our employees. We're producing content. We're at home. It's so hard for us to produce content. You're at home. What's the difference between being home? <laughs> You're on a computer all day in the office. You're on a computer this all day at home. This is the old man yelling at clouds portion <laughs> of the podcast. This <laughs> is assholes. Every other company, almost every other industry is impacted by COVID. You know what industry is not impacted by COVID? All right. Wait, 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 wait. The only thing Bungie can't do is the the staff can't go out for lattes when they should be developing crucible. Lattes? Lattes or lattes? Lattes. Okay. Okay. I'm not the smart one here, but I do know that Bungie sucks. And Bungie, if you ever watch this or you ever hear from me, the only thing I will ever tell you is COVID was the best thing that happened to you. Because now you're making money sitting on your ass at home. This will be transcribed. More content, less content than ever, and blaming it on COVID. You should Don't be worry about it. He's going to post this after this podcast is over on the forums. <laughs> like, like, right before he jumps up to Crucible. Thing and here's the current I mean, conversation. Just, I, 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 I mean, you bring them up, but they're the most two-faced, pathetic, <laughs> lying company. We really care about the community. Did you buy Witch Queen? Not yet. 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 I don't want to buy it. Like I said, I can sit there and play free Crucible all day and be happy. Apple is XD here. No, Vlad. Let, this is their thing. Activision Blizzard. Microsoft oh, Activision Blizzard. I don't play any of those games. Oh, you don't play any games. I don't care about Yamaha. I don't care about Yamaha. I don't care about it. Look, look, bottom line, let's, 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 let's just, let's procrastinate. I mean, let's uh, bring let's it home. Prognosticate here. Okay. <laughs> What's that's the word I was looking for. No, We're procrastinating enough as it is, <laughs> but five. Uh, okay. Will there be exclusives? Let's yeah. call it right now. Will yeah. I'm throwing it out there. Skyrim, Skyrim six is Skyrim six going to be an, uh, um, an Xbox exclusive. Probably. Okay. Yeah. Diablo oh, four. Maybe a limited time. It'll be on a game pass. Diablo four. Is Diablo? Yeah, I can't wait to play that. Yeah, sure. You have no idea what you've. Yeah, okay. Dungeon Siege. Wait for Dungeon Siege (laughs) Four, which is coming up by Activision Blizzard. What do you think is going to happen with Call of Duty? Is Call of Duty going to be one of those things that's going to start like they're going to have like um, preference to Xbox? No, I don't think they can. But they can do what? Wait a second. Do you remember what they did? Do you remember what Destiny? But they need players to play it. Right. That's true. But remember what they did with Destiny. Initially, when certain strikes and certain things were only exclusive and weapons, Monte Carlo mm-hmm. was a Monte but they, Carlo. But, but they was they it that Call, Call of Duty. Call of Duty's always had exclusivity at one of the at one of the consoles. I just don't think it's going. I think it'll probably be like first on Xbox, and then I, I saw anything. something that I agree. I tend to agree that it's not really about the console anymore. It's about the content. It's really about the service. And right now. If you look at uh, if you look at PlayStation Plus versus versus Xbox Game Game Pass Ultimate Game Pass Ultimate is is lapping it in a big way. I mean, because you, you're talking about getting these games, you know, day of, like right. you said, you know, I I got to play Outriders on it, which I wasn't like that interested in, you know, Halo, I, you know, and and I think that this will allow. Microsoft to add a bunch of games to the service now. It's going to be big for them when they first yeah. come out because they're going to you're, on Game Pass. You're going to see all the, the Activision Blizzard stuff come out like like they did for uh, EA. Yeah, and the so it's going to be huge. Too. But I think down the line we got to see. 
I also do think it's going to open up doors because I think Microsoft, like Microsoft, you know, I know Activision moved away from RTSs. They didn't want to deal with RTSs as much. And I think, you know, Microsoft just put in all this money to Age of Empires 4. I, that's where I'll start seeing that maybe not next year, but in two years from now, we're going to start seeing people say, let's start bringing back StarCraft 3. You know, let's do let's do all these other things. You know, yes, you will have the the first person yeah. shooters. You'll have the Overwatches. You'll have all these things. And, I, you know, I think it's good. I I, I, I also think you can't just look at the, the Xbox versus piece. Um, uh, PS5. You have to look at. You have to look at. Um, you have to look at the PC. Mm -hmm. What they're going to be able to do on the PC, right? It's just, it's, it's just allows them to have like two huge studios, and right. you know, it's like everyone's like focusing on Call of Duty, but it's a lot of the other older IPs that once Activision Blizzard started embracing the games as service model, any game that they said, well, we can't pump out, you know, like you know six every six month content for they just kind of push to the side and microsoft is kind of interested in those ips as much as the call of duties the overwatches you know but, but something vlad said was interesting to me why do you think there's going to be price creep i don't think there will there be. already has been price creep but that's only playstation 5 Microsoft hasn't embraced that. Well, let's let's wait, guys. Think about this for a second. For, I just for certain individuals that, on this on this podcast who have probably spent about a hundred dollars already on a deluxe edition of a downloaded of a download of a DLC coming out. You know, think about how much we're spending just on DLC alone. But the thing is, you because you you paid for the actual expansion, which is fifty dollars, right. sixty dollars, and, and then thirty dollars. Constantly paying. You're constantly paying. You're constantly paying. I, I, look, we'll but see that's where because, it goes. That's because Bungie has to embrace that model because and of Bungie is some. So they released a, da a DLC that's six hours of content. Six right, hours of content. Yeah, and then they sell you a, a, a replayable season of horde mode bullshit <laughs> that they took a long time to develop because it's hard to develop at home sitting on your ass. This is our Destiny Conversation Part 7. <laughs> I mean, what a company. Think about this. We're really serious about COVID and our employees. We're going to let them all work from home. Um, it's very different culturally because we were going to lunch at least four to five times a day and going across the street to Starbucks, across from our offices, and they can't do that. So instead of producing the game, we cry for 60, 59 minutes at every hour instead of doing any development work. And so we're going to resell you um, previous legendary content and all the old weapons and gear you had again, because we don't need to do it. Hey, hey, it's a lot of work to come up with a character like Keitel and find oh, voice true. acting for it. That is oh, true. Oh, God. That is true. Uh, COVID is very oh, hard. Man. And since we oh. can't see our friends in the office, oh, we go drink lattes at least eight to ten times a day. And don't forget the taco trucks. Then the taco truck, you see, you know it. That's exactly what they were doing. So now they're all home. They can be working fucking eight hours a day, making millions of dollars off of just pumping out cool new stuff. Instead, instead they contemplate their navel. Oh, this is hard. Uh, life is difficult. It's so hard for me to sit at home with my three 32-inch uh, monitors. And, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to play you off. You know, I think we've reached the limits yeah. of where we're gonna go. So with that, I'm gonna have to start. I'm sorry, we're gonna have we to love our community. Hey, let's <laughs> we're gonna wrap it up and, and look looking forward to episode three. Yeah. 
This is episode seven, guys, because that rant went on forever. <laughs> I didn't say anything. <laughs> that, that was a great well, comment. You guys know me very well. I don't bother anybody. I just want to play the game. This is what the game do you want to play? This is the Oscars. We're calling you off. Take care, everybody. <laughs> right, see, see you next guys. week. See you next week.